Hello and welcome to the Kiwi Advisor Network podcast. I'm the host, Warwick Slow, and today's guest is William Tu. William has been in the industry for about five or six years and he has grown quickly. He's one of the industry's rising stars, so much so that he's actually won a couple of awards with that exact title. Uh, He's produced content that has gone and been visited and viewed by thousands of people over mediums like TikTok and uh, Instagram, Facebook. But he's also uh, very conscientious. You know, he plants trees every time uh, a deal gets processed. And he's someone who is just very passionate about helping people and growing in the industry. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Make sure you log this down as your CPD hours. It counts towards it. And if you enjoy it, I'd love it if you could pass it on to somebody else who might get value from it. So otherwise, enjoy the podcast. William, thanks for joining us here today been a uh, couple of years since we've known each other and it's good to yeah i've kind of met you a few times but always good to just sit down have one of these conversations and it's good what's up yeah so um i've been following your journey (laughs) partly because i remember when i first met you someone from the team uh saw your name come through and they were like hey i think i know that guy from some tiktoks i've seen online yeah and i mean you've now got a massive catalog of online content, just explaining all things, mortgage brokering, blog articles. Mm. How did you decide or how'd you go about starting that up? Um, so how it started was basically COVID. So when people, you know, were bored at home, obviously they wanted to see what, what's the next thing that they want to watch. You know, you had Netflix, you had YouTube and then TikTok came along and everyone thought it was like a bit of a younger generation app. And I heard of TikTok obviously through the Chinese version, which was Douyin, and they bought it over here. And everyone was saying that oh, it's just a dancing app and all that. And if, if it blows up in China, there must be a reason why it blew up there. So it's going to definitely blow up, and and I guess the the wider yeah yeah outside um, China. And so I jumped on and I was like, man, I was spending like five minutes every day just scrolling. And then five minutes became 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes became like half an hour. I'm like, holy crap, I'm wasting so much time on this. So then from there, I was like, I'm, I may as well utilize my time better and just started creating content. At first, I was just like, oh, this no one's going to watch this because everyone thought it was, yeah, like I said, a dancing act. But then sooner, the sooner you realize that actually, no, it's, it's more than that because the, the algorithm was starting to pick up on people who are interested in mortgages or property. And that's when the market was starting to heat up. No one could travel. So people wanted to go out, uh, see what the best rate was. Maybe I should look into investment property. And I, I honestly, I think it was just the right timing at the right time, I guess. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah I mean, it's just yeah. hit, the, hit the right time and yeah. crest of the wave. Yeah. And, and there you go. And how have you found it in terms of, has it been good for leads? Has it, has it brought other value to your business that maybe you didn't anticipate? Um. At first, I did bring some business, but then after, say, after two years, the, the leads, at the end of the day, the, the leads would always come back to referrals. You know, your, your referral source to the accountants, the lawyers, the um, uh, agents. Yep. And, and ultimately, your word of mouth if you do a good enough job. At first, yes, the leads were okay, but you had to filter out yourself. Right. right? And yeah. so when you realize that you had to do a lot of filtering, the, the leads weren't as great as you thought they were. So it was just more of a value add back to the people that, hey, if you want to contact me, then this is the link that you book yourself in. Because if you can get them to book, you know that they're serious, right? 
it's the same what we say with the software. Yeah. You know, if people go through and they complete that initial fact find, yeah. you know they're, they're, they're serious, keen. which is great if you've got a business with lots of leads and lots of people coming through because you can be picky. Mm. Sometimes, you know, if you're having a quiet a month, you're like, oh, you know, pushing a deal or maybe pushing a client through the process that you know. And you, you know. Right? That, yeah, yeah, you know they're not going to be a good fit. Yeah, you, you know. Because after, after, I mean, when you first come out as an advisor, you, you think... Um, you can work with every client, but then sooner or later you'll realize that the the client doesn't have obligation to you. Neither you have an obligation to the client, but you can start filtering what sort of client that you want. And and the customer's just trying to feel you out as well. He's like, is this, is this advisor right for me? It's just like a lawyer as well. Two way, two way street. It is. Yeah. Even the first step of the six step process is establishing that client relationship. Yeah. You know, you want yeah. to make sure they're the right people to work with. Yeah. Going back to that TikTok um, algorithm part, I remember reading end of last year that uh, there are more searches now via TikTok than there are through Google. Really? Which I don't know whether to believe or not. It's just It was an article headline I read in classic. Me, I just saw it and went, oh, interesting. Um, Actually, come to think of it, I, I'd probably start searching more on TikTok than, yeah. Gen Z, apparently, that's what they use. Mm. And um, in the in the search, search bot uh, wars, as you'd call it, um, I mean, you might have seen Bing. They've just tied in Bing with that uh, chat GPT, yeah. open AI. So I don't know, Google, they might be sweating. I think they are. Well, wasn't there an article saying that um, uh, that Google scientists create their own AI as well? Or that yeah. they bought out? I, I actually asked the other, um, the, the chat GPT bot, yeah. I said, I asked it a question. I said, why doesn't Google have a similar AI system. Yeah. And it said they likely do, but they use it internally for their own stuff. Yeah. So they haven't monetized it yet. I think it's also probably compliance. You know, when you get up to, oh, not compliance, um, complacency. When you get to a certain stage, you know you're, you're at your A game, but how do you continue to innovate and be on top of it? And it's quite hard to, to do that because when you're, you know, at your own top, you you got to be your own. You're competing against yourself, yeah, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's, as being chased is so different to chasing. If you're trying to be that next, yeah, you know, big thing, yeah, you kind of have a target, yeah, and it's like anything, you know, you know, you play a video game or you uh, you lose a lot of weight and you get to a particular goal you're trying to get to. You can sometimes go, ah, I yeah. did it. Uh, there was this, I think I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but there was this speaker I went to. It might have been at that financial advice New Zealand conference, mm. and he he talked about uh, that finding your gap, mm. so finding the spot. Um, between where you are now and where the end goal is that you want to get to. Yeah. Like um, the example they used was the, I think it was a blind guy that climbed Mount Everest. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when he got to the top, the person said, don't let this be <laughs> the best thing you ever do. Yeah. Like, ah, true. You can't I, rest on your laurels. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> How do you beat that though? I mean, you have to go to space. <laughs> SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. Actually. But yeah, I mean, any type of success is all relative, you know. For them, it might be, I don't know, having a family or starting a mortgage business. You just don't know what's going to be. That's so true. I, I think it's, it's definitely becomes a journey. Yeah, well, what's your journey next? I mean, you've come a long way. It's all the same, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoy what, what I do and most advisors do because the, the feedback you get as an advisor is immediate. Um, whereas... You know, when I worked as an engineer, it took a long time to get that, you know, that value, that value feedback. Um, it was just a grind, essentially. By the end, you're just like, thank God. Yeah. 
I mean, everyone has their own um, success, what they want to achieve. Like some engineers love what they do. There's nothing wrong with that. I saw on your website, you helped with that cycle bridge yeah. through Auckland. Like how long would a project take from, from start to finish to, to yeah. execute on something like that? I think that was like two, two years in the making or two or three years. It's a lot less than I thought. But I, yeah. I just, well, the, 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 the engineering part itself, um, I think took about maybe six, six months to a year from memory. Right. Modeling took most of the time because it was a strange bridge. It was a triangular deck bridge. So most bridges are square and that's, um, you, you build square bridges and because it's just a stronger, a stronger shape. Right. A triangular deck is that all the loaders come back down to the, the bottom. So that's why a lot of bridges don't do that. I see. Because the weakest point is just at one point. So that's why you only mm. see the um, yeah, roads that are built in square. And, and if even sometimes they'd use the triangle as like part of the structure, but it wouldn't be like the main point. Yeah, like in, you, you think about those like truss structures, they'll have like little triangles there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Okay. And um, so w- what was the point where you were like, nah, not came with engineering, want to be a um, advisor? Good point. I, I think after, so after graduating, I did three years as a contractor. So I worked a lot on site with people and I, I really enjoyed that, but it was nothing to do with what I studied in engineering, like calculation numbers or what, it wasn't anything like that. And so I, applied to like a few consultancies and ended up working at a, a small engineering firm that specializes in bridges. And that was basically what I studied. And I was like, oh yeah, I tried to get into this, but I was already three years out of the game. And it was just so hard to actually get back into, you know, formulas, number crunching, doing modeling work. And it was just nine to five every day, nine to five every day. And I was just like, oh, I, I can't, I can't actually do this. I can't see myself doing this for 40 years. And then, yeah, and then I just had to find something else, something else to do. And then, I mean, if good, if you've got an interest in property, it is a natural progression, isn't it? I th- yeah, you- I actually don't know what I was going to do. Um, <laughs> so when I when I left engineering, um, my wife and I decided to go travel. And at that point, we weren't too sure what we were going to do after our travels. But the company I used to work for was at Huffman Bay. I think, I don't know if you heard, heard the story. Oh, no. Uh, so the company I used to work for was at Huffman Bay, where you guys used to be. No way. And the yeah. marina. And the marina. You know that little shoebox? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I cut my teeth in that shoebox. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it was next to the, um, next to the gym. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in that, that same room where you guys were. No way. And every day I park, obviously parked my car, walking down the marina, and you say, oh, man, these are really nice boats. And then I'm like, man, I don't think as an I engineer. Yeah. As an engineer, I don't think I can do that. Even if I get up to the, you know, technical director or whatever, you know, your your, your salary is going to be at X. Caps at the same Yeah, point. it's capped. Mm. Um, unless you obviously run your own business. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't have a knack for, for engineering, running my own team or anything like that. Then there was a, there was a car parked at, at the marina on the opposite side and he had his plate matched it to the... Um, uh, to the, the to the billboard sign up top, and I went back into the office that morning. I googled, dropped an email, said, "Hey, looking for business mentorship," and then he flicked me an email saying that, "Yeah, Keen, come come meet up." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So one lunch after yeah, one lunch time, I went over to his office and we just caught up. And he said, "Oh yeah, I do mortgage brokering." I was like, "Cool." I 
don't know what it really entails <laughs> because at the time I, um, I was looking to buy property and we went through a mortgage advisor as well or mortgage broker at the time. And I thought it was just hand her information and then she goes and does her thing, but there's actually a lot more to it. And after a while having a few more meetings with him, he's like, Oh, why didn't we work together? Oh, actually I offered myself, offered myself for free. I was like, can I just join you and see what you do for like, I don't know, three or four months. Love that. Yeah. And then he said, oh, I'll have to think about it. And then after thinking about it, I joined him and I said, oh, oh, actually, no, before I joined him, I said, oh, I'm actually leaving for an OE with my wife. He's like, oh, I'll wait for about, okay, go, go do your travels. I'll wait for a year. And then my wife, and this was in Canada and she was like, oh, I want to stay for another year. I'm like, oh, shit, I already promised him that we're going to come back to work. And I told him, oh, no, we're going to stay for another year instead. And totally fine wait not waiting because obviously it was already yeah because he's already starting to get stuff ready ready for me anyway we came back after a year and then i said hey um is that position still available i'd love to join join you and he's like yeah come on through and so i joined him for about two years and he was he was good i, I learned everything from him yeah he was a good mentor hey, i'm being fortunate to have good mentors to be honest yeah there's a lot of great people out there in the, in the industry who just want to bring new talent in yeah and just having the initiative to reach out that puts you so far ahead in anything in life. You know, if you, if there's something you want to get into, you'd be amazed at just calling somebody up and saying, yeah. Hey, I'll help you out for free. Yeah. <laughs> Let me See, do People it. love it. Yeah. yeah. They just want to help. Yeah. It's, I think it's just human, human nature, right? Yeah. Human Gen- generally. <laughs> I, it, it was interesting. Uh, you saying that um, you didn't necessarily understand the value of the broker or the advisor the first time you went to them. That must be the experience for a lot of people you, you're doing so much behind the scenes for these clients, but they just don't know because you're not either communicating it well with them or you just haven't educated them as to you know what the value is. Mm. Uh, do you do anything special around that now when, when you have a client so they understand what I'm doing is more than just processing paperwork? Yeah, so most most of the time when I meet my client, it'll be first 10-minute phone call to see if I... It's basically a pre, pre-screening phase to see if I can help them. If not, I can probably help them in, say, six months. We'll come up with a quick plan, six to 12 months. But if I can help them now, then we'll set up a, a proper one-hour meeting and we go through what the goals are, uh, what do you want to do, like why, what are your future plans, and then we dig into the numbers. Uh, ultimately, it comes back to three month, three fundamental things, and it's with anything in life. If you understand the principles, anything is, is easy. Everything will be the same. Whether you're an investor, first-time buyer, uh, developer, it ultimately comes down to the principles. Deposit, income, and account conduct. So if you can break down whatever the portfolio, whatever the situation is in the finances, if you can figure out, okay, this is the deposit, this is the income, this is how well they manage the money, you just tie them all together. So when I, when I meet my clients, I just do that. Just break it down to the most simplest terms for them so that they can understand and there's a lot of pictures involved when I when I discuss. So it's not just a, a meeting on a phone. Okay. And yeah. what type of pictures do you use? Houses. Just stick figure <laughs> houses. So when you're talking numbers on the phone, you're like millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of uh, deposit <laughs> figures. It's so hard to grasp, right? But if you draw pictures and make it more visual, people just understand it a lot easier. So true. I'm, I'm, I'm a visual person. I think, to be honest, most, 80%. Yeah, most, most people, people are. are. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, it's just like breaking down to a few key principles. Yeah, I, I remember uh, one of my management mentors always said, you know, good managers or you know, good teachers just repeat a few things often. Yeah. So if you just hit on those three points, you know, having a good deposit income, 
and good uh, conduct with your accounts. If you just focus on that, that seems so much simpler than, yeah. oh yeah, maybe cut back on this spending yeah. and do this and set up your account this way. Yeah. Uh, essentially it is. I mean, and it will always come down to, yeah, one of those three points. Yes, you've got the deposit, tick. Okay, don't need to do anything about that, but just don't blow it on something else. Uh, income, okay, this is the one that's holding you back in terms of getting the house that you want. Maybe look for another job. And you can give this some pointers as well. You know, if you know you help certain people, you realize, okay, what sort of pay grade that, are they falling behind or whatever? Are they an engineer? Are they going to get capped? Should they be yeah. broke with you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Potentially. <laughs> Have you ever met anybody through that process and you're thinking, oh, that'd be a good fit for, for joining me? Nah, not really. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's a hard industry to get into and break into because everything's commission-based. Yeah, the first two time. years. Yeah, the first two years. Yeah. How long have you been an advisor for now? Coming up to four, I think, or five. I can't even remember now. Cool. Well, I saw you last year, you won that Rising Star Award at the Financial Advice New Zealand yeah. Awards. And I felt this like a little bit of pride. I was like, that's, that's the TikTok guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I... TikTok, okay. Um, woof, no, woof. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just burning your toast. But um, no, I mean, there's obviously a lot more that goes into it. I can tell that your clients, you're helping them on that journey. Yeah. That's one yeah. element to it. But um, I mean, TikTok does, I, I'm not going to, it has elevated my image because uh, a, a your creative personality comes out because, you know, doing mortgages is so boring. When you first do it, uh, what I mean by boring is that the it's administrative sexy, side. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. The administrative side, the, the paperwork, the regulations, the compliance, it does get a bit overwhelming. And so having the escape to create your own content uh, just it gives a bit more. But more pizzazz. Yeah, yeah I more fun. Too. Sort of like what we're doing with yeah. this podcast too. I was just in my head there. I was like, uh, you, you know, in some industries that have like the, you know, the sex symbol or like the, the main person yeah. of the industry. Who do you think is the sex symbol of the financial advice industry uh, in New Zealand? Yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an alley <laughs> Well, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of no, good, good uh, joke. No, I know. There's, there's, there's a lot of... Um, Good people, you know, yeah. in the industry. Great people. Great people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I learn a lot from just watching some of, you know, their content and reading their blogs just to get a bit more of their insight. I'm connected with a lot of advisors on LinkedIn and, you know, the various social networks and you see some really good content mm. being put out there. Even now, the algorithm on Instagram knows that I search mortgage brokers quite often. <laughs> so I get ads pop up and just last week there was one, an advisor that is with us and they had this um, marketing spin they were putting people together like for like a group webinar. Yeah. I was like, Man, that's good. Like yeah. if I if I was looking for a home and I was just starting that journey and that popped up, I'd go, wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about on your website it says you're planting trees. Oh yeah. What is that in relation to? Uh, I, I'm big on sustainability. Um, so for every client that I help, basically I just donate trees to an organization called Trees That Count. I, love I, mean, I would love to go out and, to be honest, I can probably. <laughs> well, go plant them yourself. Yeah, go plant, yeah. go plant, help plant rather than gifting. But it's just really time because once you, when you have kids, you know, you start prioritizing, you know, yeah. where you want to spend your time. So you've got a couple of kids or? Mm, two, got two kids, two boys. Nice. Got a three-year-old and a six, seven, eight. Oh, right. Okay. So you, you, you launched, you know, you kind of got started as a broker. Yeah. As they were kind of growing up. So it's not Pretty like much. Yeah. So the going back to when you start off as an advisor, if you can break two years, you should be good. 
How was that first couple of years for you? Hard. Yeah. Hard. Could basically start at zero. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you got to believe in yourself 100%. You got to back yourself 100%. There'll be people out there, you know, even your parents um, would say, what are you doing? You know, you studied four years, five years to, to get to where you are and you just drop everything and now you've got a kid on the way as well. So it was hard. Yeah. But I had a supportive wife. What would, what would you say to somebody who's maybe at year one and they've joined at arguably one of the toughest times? Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Yeah. 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 How, how would you, I mean, would you suggest finding them the same way you found yours? Yeah, just reach out. People are actually keen as to help, I, I think. I see on that Facebook page all the time yeah. and the NZ Advisor community and people, yeah. I know that people have linked up and created yeah. relationships and friendships. From yeah. I think that's good. I think you just got to reach out. Don't feel like you're, you're solid. As, an, as, as mortgage advisors you, as yourself, you know, most of the time we work by ourselves, but there's people out there. They, they feel that they're siloed as well, but, you know, you guys creating that, that Facebook group has, has been helpful immensely, immensely. Yeah. More of a community. Yeah. We, need, community. we need more young advisors like you coming through. <laughs> screw the family, screw the old <laughs> career. I'm just going to try and be a mortgage advisor. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to... It is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What are the most rewarding parts of it then? Uh, clients moving into their first times, you know, really helping them. The ones that struggle or didn't believe in that they could ever own a home. Those are the, those are the biggest ones I feel like. Um, or even, you know, investors, first-time investors that buy their first time, you know, pointing them in, in the right direction as well. Yeah. Those, those are really good, good enjoyment. It's nice, isn't it, when you see... I remember when we got our first time, it was such a... For me, it was like a relief. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, I don't have to go through this process again for a while. But yeah, that is quite... Uh, it's like a huge moment in their lives. Yeah. And it's cool to be at the forefront of that. It, it is. And you, and you feel that as well. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm not buying the home, but I, I feel like I'm buying the home with you. And, and that journey is, is, is really cool. And um, on, top to, on top of, uh, you know, mortgage advice, like, do you, do you think longer term you'd look at other different avenues? Maybe like I know some advisors do personal risk or KiwiSaver as well. Is that something you've considered or potentially? No. Like I don't know. I try, I try to do insurance. I just, I, just I just didn't have the knack for it. Uh, mainly because it was just always talking about life and death. True. Cancer. It's just, you know, pe- pe- people enjoy it. I, I just didn't have it. Yeah. yeah it's a mixed bag. I mean, some just love doing both. Some just prefer specializing so yeah at least you gave it a go yeah yeah it's 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 fun because it's just a package right you norm you normally would segue from your mortgage and then you've got to cover your 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 risk yeah so what what i do is i normally just refer it out yeah uh with because you're now with a new business goldsmith Mm. so you've got your kind of own brand and business set up how does that work in relation to working with another company very good uh, question. So they just they just let us let me be my own, just let me do my own thing. Right. Really, yeah, nice. There isn't there wasn't any thing holding me back. It's the same with the previous company I used to work for. Yeah, yeah. So you do like, your own thing. Just let me do my own thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot out there that like they want their brand to be kind of front and center, but that's what? that's the thing. People don't relate to the brand. People relate to the to the individual. You know, because it's such a personalized thing. You know, when you when you go out to get a mortgage, right? You're not 
saying, oh, I go to this company, I go to this person, I refer you to this person, I don't refer you to the company. So true. As, as, the, as the person that, that you're talking to, and so th- coming back to, you know, your, I guess, marketing, TikTok and, and Instagram and Facebook, you got to create content that adds value, but you have to let your personality come through as well. And when people see the authenticity come through, that's when they can relate to you. And that's when a soft lead becomes, you know, a hot, warm lead. I love that. Yeah. Well done there. And are there any other marketing trends or anything you're probably going to look to implement or try? No. It's just yeah. <laughs> I mean, creating content, people say, oh, it's just too much work, too much time. The, the hardest part is actually finding or coming up with the content itself. Editing is easy because I'm all doing it on my phone. So the, the editing software I use is CapCut. I, I used to do through um, Adobe, but um, Adobe's phone app was a lot clunkier. So I use CapCut as a... Okay, as and a it sets it up all for a phone and you can do it on yeah, your... Yeah, it's all phone. It's free as well. It, does all the captions, does everything, yeah. Once you get the idea for something... I feel like you would just be in the zone. You can probably bust it out in, I don't know, yeah. like half an hour, an hour? Half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because you already, you already know the content yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about something that you live and breathe, yeah. so it should be in Comes theory. Through. Yeah. But it's just that initial starting point. Because uh, how many have you made now? Must be. I've seen some have thousands of views. So, so I, I started, what, 2021? 20, can't remember, 2020? Probably that COVID time. Yeah, COVID 20, time, I can't yeah. remember. And um, initially it was Monday, Thursdays. Right. Those are the days I have to go. So if I'm on my holiday, I still have to pump one out. You do the math. Yeah. Have to pump. for a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Consistency. And then you realize this is the problem with creating content is you're now chasing um, uh, the, the push for the algorithm to have your content out there. So instead of doing Monday, Tuesday, uh, Monday Thursdays, you start doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. When you start, you know, when you start to grow your audience, because the thing with, um, I think, I, I don't know how they do it. The social media companies, they, they must be constantly tweaking things. So you're constantly trying to tweak your, your, um, your content as well to, to match whatever they're trying to push. My partner, we've got a dog Instagram mm. and she, she looks up things like trending audio and yeah. like match videos up with that. Yeah. And some of them, you know, I don't know, we've got like 500 followers for this is like dog account. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them have like close to 20,000 views. Yeah. Just for a just video for about them. dog just running around the backyard. And it's just, I don't know how it works, but sometimes it'll just think that's what people want to see. Yeah. Into the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a balance. It's a, it can be hard to, to know what is working. Because you need to be so, and with the trends, you need to post a lot of content. Sometimes if you post at certain times of the day, you know, yours is probably more, you want it to be specific to New Zealand, but if you're doing a more generic service, you want it to be relevant to bigger markets, mm. like, I don't know, China or the mm. States. So you've got to put them out at a time where they're going to be awake. Yes. Because <laughs> if you just send it out, it's, you know, midnight over there or whatever, you know, you might get no views for what is something you've worked really hard on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disheartening. And, and, if you're, if you're gone into the, the thinking or the mindset of I want to chase views, then you've got it completely wrong. If for some reason, the, the content comes out, it, 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 come, it comes through. I was going to ask. Yeah. 
you must have some videos that you've worked really hard on and you're like, this is a great video and the reach has been sure. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then you must have some that you've, I don't know, it's taken you 20 minutes and they've blown up. Are there any that spring to mind? Yep. Yeah, there's there's a few. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't I can't remember the exact type of content, but yeah, I remember I was recording for probably about an hour, an hour and a half, you know, the, the multiple cuts and all that. <laughs> and you just upload and say, oh yeah, this is going to do it. And then after a while, you're just like, oh man. So if you're chasing if you're chasing the views, for some reason they know. So just just be yourself, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Just just create value, and if there's value in it, it, it will reach a certain type of person or type of uh, client that you're wanting to reach. Yeah, I found I was doing radio. Yeah, studied it, and one thing that always pained me is that you put in all this effort and time into building out this curated bit of content, a nice break, and you say it, and it's just into the ether, gone. <laughs> which, so is, true, right? which in some degree is is nice if you say something stupid, which I quite often used to, you just like mess up a, a break. Play the next song, you're like, well, <laughs> at least somebody will probably forget about that in a few minutes. <laughs> well, uh, what it does, it instantly humbles you. <laughs> yeah, got, a, yeah, got humbled a lot. <laughs> which is good, right? Because then you've you got to find ways to constantly improve on, I guess, improve on yourself. Yeah. Oh, it was, it's not necessarily cutthroat it's really supportive but you know mm. as part of that role you have to cut down your show after you look after you do it having to this like nice tidy little voice only kind of mega mix you give it to somebody at the station who sits there and listens to it with you and critiques you that's like <laughs> and it sucks as a as when i was 19 doing it i used to hate it because you know you're like ego driven yeah but now when i do it i get so much value from it yeah. Oh, great. I can improve that for next time. It's just shifting that. It's a mindset. mindset yeah. yeah. That positive, constructive feedback is brutal. But I guess that's the reason why it's called positive, constructive feedback. <laughs> yeah. It, you just got to put your ego aside. And yeah. Yeah. you know that shoebox office you mentioned mm. when I first started with Trail and you'd be yeah, having like meetings with advisors and the entire office can listen. Yeah. And as soon as you get off, and you probably have this too if you're working in as advisors <laughs> speaking with a client. And then as soon as you get off the phone and then straight away some of the team's like, hey, I think what you said there, you could probably could have like phrased that better or been a bit clearer with communication. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. And it's so hot in that room. Yes. It's so hot. Yeah, it was a good place to learn. You learn quick. You do. You do. In those types of environments, no no time to rest on your uh, laurels. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember that, that story you mentioned. I remember that. I, had a, I was talking to a mentor. I mean, I was talking to a client and after the phone call and I, I didn't realize this. I, was, I kept on calling the client, man. I was just really conversational. Never met the person. He, he swung around after and he's like, I don't think you should use that language, you know, that man. I'm like, and like deep down, I was like hurt yeah, because that's how I speak. But then after reflecting on it, I was like, you yeah, know, he is right. Because you got to, you know, uphold some sort of professionalism as well. Maybe after two or three times that you've, Met the person. Depends who you're talking to. Yeah. You know, if, if, say for instance, I'm someone you're meeting with, you know, you can just say, hey man, how's it going? Yeah. And that's probably going to resonate better with me. Yeah. But if you're meeting with someone who's maybe a bit older oh, and yeah. professional and yeah, you've got, it's just changing how you work. Do you still attract people like that? Or do you find you're speaking with more younger people who are on a similar page to you? Bit of a mix. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're actually all over the place. Uh, I've got clients that are, you know, in their 20s, clients in their 60s. 
Yeah, no, they're actually vary. I don't have a specific group that I, I target. Yeah. But I will say that most of my clientele are first home buyers. And I think the natural progression as an advisor is those clients naturally become investors. And, they invest, and when they become investors, they start having their own families and then you start helping them. It's just... Kids start having Yeah. Them. Okay. I love the journey. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, man, it's, it's so true because... If, if you do a good job for them, I know there's some advisors we've had. Uh, Paul Fuller from the mortgage room down in Blenheim, he came on, he said that he's now helping his, like the kids of families that he helped get into their first home. Yeah. And seeing that full cycle, that's like the cherry on top, eh? It's rewarding. Yeah, you can you can see the, the whole journey. is like, oh, I helped your parents and all that. They're obviously listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's been good. Um, having mentors is is makes things a lot easier, speeds up the process. You know, I, I remember a couple of sayings, if, if, if not you, then who? At first I was like, oh, so you got to go out alone? But then what he was saying, well, what I understood afterwards was actually, oh, you've got to be accountable for yourself, for all your actions and the consequences that come. Yeah. So how do you keep yourself accountable? Keeping true to yourself, you know, your own value system. Um, if it's goal-driven, then I've got a, I've got a really good friend accountability partner that we catch up every two weeks what do they what do they keep you accountable for oh we set our own goals so every two weeks there's certain goals that we've got to hit love that yeah what kind of goals (laughs) certain amount of um like kpis like kpis yeah it's not even it's not even business it's also family you know certain amount of time that i got to spend with my family that i want to set because if you don't set it then you just don't want, you just won't do it. You start neglecting it. I'm going to quote another article that I can't remember where I read it or what, but speaking to people who are at the end of their lives and their one regret is always, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. Yeah. And you've got to be intentional about that kind of thing because if you're running your own business, it can take priority. Yeah. And next thing you know, boom, like think about before you're like, oh, when did I do that? 2021? Yeah. Dude, it's 2023 now. (laughs) That's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where have these That's, years gone? I know. Like where, where, everyone, yeah, where did even the COVID years go by? I felt like just... Blurs into yeah. one. And then we finally get a good summer and then these <laughs> yeah. bloody cyclone after cyclone. <laughs> it's, it's not even a summer, right? Eh? Yeah, no. Well, hey, even though I find the summers here have become more tropical, it's so humid. It used to be a dry, nice, warm are. summer. Yeah. And then every time I complain about anything like the weather or, you know, just small challenges i don't know like maybe the dog's not listening to me or you whatever like man these just aren't problems you know <laughs> you get humbled pretty quick when you see things like like the earthquake in turkey or oh, no. whatever it is there's just always things that are going wrong and just reminding yourself when you're maybe having a difficult day with a difficult client mm. maybe someone's not getting back to you and you need them to yeah yeah you just yeah gotta be more self-aware eh? take a moment you gotta take a moment Deep breaths. Self-awareness, that's a tough one for me. Oh, especially in this, in the, uh, not industry, I was going to say in this environment now. Yeah. Your phone's constantly going off, you know, your, your, your work, and it's just, it's, just it's, it's really overwhelming. Even my watch, there's a couple of times where I feel my phone vibrate. I've got stupid notifications coming up for like, I need, why don't I just turn that off? It's so oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. You got to, I mean, got to have a break. At least I know how many steps I've done. <laughs> you ever seen a round of steps? 
certain that, amount that it's, you a, gonna... it's a dynamic goal so if I, if, I, if I do a lot of steps the next day it'll kind of set a similar one but if it knows I'm being lazy it'll kind of like bring them back oh, when, oh that's pretty smart so it's one of those smart things smart oh yeah it's pretty bloody smart now when we did we did the Milford track at the end of 2022 and you're doing I don't know 25,000 steps a day that can't remember the exact figure but then when you finish and you go back to normal society, you look at your step goal and you're, you know, a tenth of the way through. I'm like, oh, come on. You can't expect yeah. me to do that every day. How good is that track though? The Milford. It was yeah. beautiful. You've done it too? Yeah. The yeah. first day when we walked into the valley, I was like, shit, I feel like I'm in Lord of the Rings or something. Oh, that, that's, that's so... It's beautiful. Yeah. Like I get it. goosebumps now just talking to you about it. And do you know the messed up thing and I was talking to my partner about it? We were counting our lucky stars because when we did it, we hit this beautiful break of four days with no rain. And then since then it's been standard custard. But one of the rangers said that he actually walked up to the top of the what are the McKinnon Pass, yeah, where yeah. it is. You can see this beautiful view of the valley. And he said that he walked up that day because it was the first time in three weeks that you had a view. Yeah. And we'd got lucky on that day. So we used up That's all good. of our good luck the summer weather then. When did you go when when? Beginning oh, of December. Oh yeah, that would been a good time. I so go? good. Yeah, so good. The first, um, I remember the first day was like the easy pacing walk to the hut. And the second day was brutal. The third day getting up to McKinnon far out. Yeah. Oh, man. I was, I was battling with a bit of uh, stomach quickness on the second day, but <laughs> oh. I didn't want to tell anybody in the group. And they still quote me on this because they were all, to, you know, debriefing over dinner. Yeah. And um, the Hidden Lake is like this sort of milestone about halfway through you can get to. Oh, yeah. Or maybe yeah. even a little bit less. And we're sitting down. Oh, I was getting really tough near the end. I was like, guys, I've been battling since the Hidden Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat something wrong or something? Uh, yeah, I, the, I had a couple of days off work leading into it because I had um, oh, sure. upset stomach. <clears throat> and I'd missed doing one of the other great walks. I got randomly got vertigo like the previous year. I was Whoa. like, oh, man, they don't want me to do these great walks. Yeah, <laughs> Those great walks, are, people should do it. You know, the Tongariro... Is, a, is another great walk, but most people just do the back end into the thing. I, I think you should definitely do the full three, four day hike. Do you do it with your partner? Yeah, but we haven't done it since the kids. So the only great walk we've done, or two great walks, is Milford and Why Caramawan, I think that's how you pronounce oh, it. I want to do that. That's cool. But it's not as nice as Milford. Oh, Milford's mate. Yeah. How do you, what do you do when you're running your own business? How do you take time off without? having people calling you up? Like how do you preface that with your clients? I just send an email. Up. Just don't pick up. <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have your own time, you know. Yeah, the client is everything and everything to you, but you also have your your own life and family as well. Why don't you they have out of office texts? That's a good point. Well if the, if it's urgent enough, they'll email you. Yeah, true. Or they'll call the They'll call the, you and then there'll be a uh Hey, I'm actually on leave until this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People got to, people are aware of that as well. Yeah, if, if it's a, a certain, and that's a great thing when you work with a team. If there's a certain finance date or a settlement date, then obviously you've handed over to to your team. So, at, for, for example, like the guys at Goldsmith, obviously handing over you know certain clients to them to that's look after. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think if you're a solo advisor, you should probably don't take time off ever. Oh, you're screwed, mate. <laughs> Might as well just sell the book. Yeah. <laughs> are you buying, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm buying actually, by the way. If, uh... Yeah, have you taken two weeks off, sell the book? <laughs> Start from scratch. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, wise advice. Uh, 
Nah, we'll, we'll cut that part. Yeah, yeah cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had this uh, philosophy of that if you do a good enough job, the money will flow. Yeah. Doesn't matter all the like, marketing in the yeah. world. If the end product sucks. Yeah. 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 People will see, honestly, I just, people will have their gut feelings like, oh, this guy's just doing it for the money. Mm. Yeah, they'll switch. Just like that. Guy yesterday, I was borrowing a few gazebos of a friend. He runs a plumbing business, very successful. And he, we went to pick something up in the garage and he goes, lifts up a box. He goes, ah, oh, there's all these radiators there that I've spent all this, oh, I went and rebought these. Damn it. He was like, he's pissed off. He's like, how am I bloody running a business? I was like, mate, because the work's good. That's why. <laughs> you might forget that you yeah. dropped five grand on some, uh, some infinity boils or whatever, but the end, end, day, end of the day, clients love your work and that's why your business is, is successful. Yeah. I don't think you enjoyed the pep talk, but hey. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to say, uh, touching on that, that business thing, because um, we're, we're in the advice business. How do you, what do you think of chat GDP? Like they say that it's going to put out advisors. No. Nah. And, and all that. Uh, people said the same thing about computers. Yeah. No, nah, it will it'll speed things up and it will give people more high quality work to do. Mm. It's just another tool. Exactly. So nothing's going to replace that bespoke advice in that relationship. It's like what you said before, you kind of kind of a relationship with a company. I guess you can maybe, but you can you, you need a relationship with the person. Yeah. So if you look at the jobs that are at most at risk for automation, advice would be pretty low down on it. I guess even like I've looked at it in like a sales type role or, you know, pitching something, that's down the bottom. You mm. know, things like Truck driver, very at risk for automation. Mm. But I'd say that the parts that it's going to change is it's just going to make life easier for the advisor. You know, think about those administrative tasks, you know, maybe writing out a report. Mm. I've seen and that you take a few brief diary notes, paste it into ChatGPT and they say, flesh this out a little bit. Really? So, I, don't, I haven't tried that. Oh, so, you know, for instance, you might do this with clients, chat on the phone to them, you're just taking down a few notes about what they're talking about. So it could be like, oh, they want to buy a first time in six months. They want to do this. They want to do this. And you're just writing like one or two, three words. You can copy that. If you want to write a more thorough note, you copy that, put it into the AI bot and it'll spit out and just say, write this, fill this out a bit more. Mm. Make it more casual. You can do all sorts of things with it. So I wonder if there's a tool in that. So on the opposite end of that is if you're doing a recording, is there a tool in chat chat? GDP and say, hey, summarize this entire recording. What you could do is I know you can use something like, um, actually, if you've got an iPhone, you can record directly into your notes. Right. And on the microphone, you could talk into it. Um, there's a software product called Otter AI. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually artificial intelligence, but it's just, I guess, uh, what do you define that as? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah you, you talk into it and it transcribes that text into um, your voice into text, sorry. So you could copy that into it and just say, Give me a concise bullet point list of what was discussed. Uh, so that could be a way of doing it. I know some, um, like even Google Meet, you you can record or Zoom, you can record it and get it to transcribe the text that way. So you could copy the text and then paste it into the bot and say make it more concise. Ah, that's something new. I use Teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Teams, Teams does a recording, but they must do a transcribe. They're, well. they're listening because um, you can do like closed captions for Google. So like they're recording every word that's said. 
for the like, like right kind now. Kind of scary, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, your voice is right out there. In fact, diving even deeper into it, isn't it kind of my voice is out there in so many different ways that somebody could, there's software where you can take someone's voice Play into a system and do the whole deep fake thing. Yeah. So someone could like record something. Yeah. And it's not me. Yeah. Remember that. Get that down. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, this could be fake. You know, the listener at home, this could be a whole deep fake. This could be a robot. Oh, I think we're in a simulation. This is getting quite deep, isn't it? <laughs> Conspiracy toaster. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the matrix. Yeah. I mean, I won't go into detail. No, yeah, yeah. That's we'll save it for a few, a few beers, a few beers or something. We can we can dive into that part. Yeah, I think I only realise that when you're a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. I think the younger generation are picking things up so quick. They are amazing. If you see like a three year old with an iPad, yeah, they're swiping. That's scary. Yeah, I think um, I've seen a monkey use it. Really? Yeah, it's like a chimp with a with. Actually, monkeys are smart anyway. Yeah, I'm a monkey. Yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> Evolve from it. Yeah. Um, or from them, I should say. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like, uh, oh, what was I going to talk, talk about? You were talking about Gen Zers and how, or oh, well, just the younger generation about how, how they're really good with tech. Yeah, they, they pick things a lot quicker. Their knowledge is, is, is right up there as well. But then it's just the maturity. Yeah. And sometimes there's that naivety does work out when you're saying fresh in the industry. Yeah. Like anything in the any industry. If you, if you just start out and you, I don't know, like I, I play sport and, you know, as you're younger, you've, you've got no fear. You're like, let's <laughs> just go for it. Even, you know, you starting your business, it's like, no, nah, I back myself, got no fear. But mm. then when you get older and you've got more to lose, that's when you start thinking, oh, you know, yeah. like the risk starts to, you know, it starts to play more of a factor in your decision making. Yeah. That's so true. And I think that's why you always have to remain curious to counter that because otherwise you go down that slope of complacency. Mm. Oh, this is a status quo. This is how I've always been doing it. But then if that is the case, then you, I, th- I feel like you're just siloing your own. Um, oh, you're not, can't yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I encounter that. Same. Like, pretty, yeah, like all the time. But generally people... You don't know if that's how they th- they think or they're just saying that just because they don't want to mm. have that conversation with you. But most people, if given the option of something better, they're like, actually, that looks pretty good. But then the change would be too much. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, the changes. It's like, mm. I don't know. It's it's only as much as you, as you make it out to be, you know, like in anything, moving house, it's a pain. But if the new house has all the things that you really want, and it's got a pool and a view. Mm. You're gonna, you know, spend the spend the hassle of spending a day doing it. Mm. You know, it's, it's worth it's worth the pain of making that move. Mm. I don't like moving house, but <laughs> if there was a you're constantly <laughs> upgrading, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, next is going to be a movie theater and all that. Yeah, that could have it in home cinema. No, I mean, no. I'll tell you what was um, when I moved back from the UK, or even over there in the first place, just moving with a backpack on your back. There's something so liberating about that. It is, eh? I'm not sure if you did it with Canada, but... We did. You yeah, just, just backpack. Get there, got nothing. And then when we left, didn't have like large furniture. We had a few keepsakes that we shipped home, like a couple of boxes, but the rest of it was just on your backpack. And now I look in our <laughs> garage and it's just filled oh, with yeah. stuff. 
Like we've got a stand-up paddleboard that my partner bought, yet to use it just every day, walk past it to the car. I'm like, God. I mean, we have had a bad summer, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but still. Let's take it to Lloyd Osmore. <laughs> take, take it to the duck, yeah. the duck pond. Yeah. yeah. It'll go down well. Well, I, I mean, you can't even swim in the beaches anyway because they're full of crap. Yeah, it's well, so I looked, I looked yesterday and you can swim at um, Bucklands Beach, the local one to me. And that's one thing I've, I've really missed this summer. You can't. We used to go for like a 4.30 swim, like pretty much every other day. Just in the jump mo- in the car. In the morning or afternoon? In the afternoon. Oh, okay. We were, Still we, good. We were going to try something. The last Friday of every month, we go for a sunrise swim. Did it once. Loved it. It just got a dog now. Just <laughs> like we just stopped doing it. But it's just like, ah, the dog doesn't want to go in there. <laughs> oh, she would actually love it. I think the admin comes from just oh, like yeah. having to like hose it down and then yeah. go to work. Yeah. I'm mean, I stop being lazy in the morning. Get up and do the sunrise <laughs> swims. <laughs> yeah. Mate. Oh, that was a really good chat. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Well, thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. It was fun. Um, if uh, anybody wants to reach out and, you know, if you want to be a mentor to somebody, would you be happy if they just contact you via the website? Yeah. Yeah, just, just reach out. Have More than happy to. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've I'm only been in the industry still young, so I'm still learning, um, as well. But yeah, more than happy to. There'll be people who are just starting out who I'm sure they'll be keen to reach out. But yeah, there's always somebody who has something to learn. You know, somebody's been in the industry for 20 years. You might have touched on something that they're like, what? Mm. I need to find out more. Mm. True. Very good. Be curious. Like good said. point. Yeah, <laughs> gotta stay true to that. Eh? Curious curiosity is a uh, yeah. It's a it's a good attribute to have. It's one of the traits that I always look for in people. Whether you're just going to like a random dinner party, or you know, if I sit down and the person you just ask them questions, and they just like blanket response. But if you mention something and you can tell, they're like, oh, what is that? You know, yeah. Tell me more about it. Like, I, it's something that I really value in people. It's so hard to also get your own biases out of that. Oh, yeah, that sure. curious. yeah, but it's fun when you when you talk to someone that is that curious. It's like, oh, you know, you can start to you know find things in common and stuff. And I love whenever people are t- chatting about something they're really passionate about. This must what I think this is probably what sets some of the good advisors apart when they're communicating that information about something which is traditionally a bit boring, maybe about a mortgage, and they they're just so passionate about like what it can bring that. I think is the the key part about growing your business and growing your client base and getting mm. them really behind you. Mm. Having that passion. Passion, eh? Yeah. <laughs> passion for fashion. How, 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 why do you think people find it so hard to find their own passion? Do you think that they don't want to take risk or? Yeah, potentially. Uh, like you said, um, could be parents as well. Like, you know, you really want to do this and they were like, no, don't do it. Mm. So external factors, people of influence, um, sometimes not even finding it. Or maybe their passion is something that's just they can't make money off, or it's too time consuming. Or actually, you you, just, you said something really important, well, to me, which was like they don't know what their passion is, and I and I think it's mainly because of the, the focus. The people's the attention span is just so so short. Oh yeah, you want everything now. Yeah. Oh man, even it's funny because I do this podcast, which is like a long form podcast, but you know sometimes when I'm watching. If I'm trying to like learn something like in the garden or oh, how do I build this? And I'm watching on YouTube and the it's like a three minute video, but the guy spends the first 45 <laughs> seconds like, hey, thanks for following me here. Make sure you comment and subscribe. I'm like, dude, shut up and just get into it. I don't need to watch an intro video. 
And I'm like, man, I'm impatient. <laughs> I'm the same. I just skip. Yeah. When I get it. And then you re- the worst part is when you skip too much, is like, oh, right, I got to go back now. Yeah. <laughs> Twice gonna, the amount of time. I, I listen to podcasts uh, usually on like 1.2 times speed. Mm. If it's one I want to get through, 1.5, watch videos. Chuck, who works here, he's like relentless at it. He'll listen to them at 2x speed. I just don't know how he retains the knowledge because it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I already talk too fast for that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I listen to it one and a half times speed as well. But it's... Yeah, do you think we're just impatient now? Or is it just... Yeah. And, oh, we're just used to having everything now. You know, mm-hmm. you can get the answer. You can get whatever you want. You can listen to any song in the world. Boom. If you have any argument in the pub, what's the answer? Boom, you're wrong. You know, we're just so used to having everything provided to us. <laughs> So true. Just good and it's bad. I yeah, I do yeah, expect, expect things quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So even sometimes if like the clients use, wanting yeah, turnaround well, times right now. Yep. <laughs> turnaround times right now. Software takes, you know, ten seconds to load a page instead of two. Oh yeah. And you're just like that and like always really infuriates me. But then I've obviously got to be a bit more patient because that's the, the message oh, I'm preaching. Yeah, you've got how life was saving Three, four years ago, yeah. Like things, you never had 4K or 1080p mm. on YouTube. Things were buffering. Oh, man. I, was, <laughs> uh, I remember this comedian talking about this. Uh, he had this bit and he was uh, describing one of the first planes he went on where they had Wi-Fi. Yeah. And um, they're like, hey, just let you know, there's uh, one of the first planes you can have Wi-Fi access so you can log on. And he's like, great. Logs on, he's watching YouTube or whatever. And then after 10 minutes, it cuts out. And they're like, sorry, guys, we had a few problems with the Wi-Fi, so it's just cut out. It's not going to be working for the rest of the flight. And he's like, oh, that is great. And then realized, oh, I think he said the guy next to him or something was like, oh, that's great. He's like, mate, you're complaining about something you didn't even know existed <laughs> 10 minutes ago. You make a pretty good uh, American accent. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, lots of, lots of practice. But the, the worst part is that co- that comedian probably felt like, oh, I paid for the Wi-Fi and it's already died out after 10 minutes. I'm like, what, do I get a refund now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Pe- yeah, I guess the message is always just like, people are so impatient. I guess we're all a little bit entitled and we expect yeah. things now. Yeah. I'm seeing that with my kids at the moment. Oh, what? Super impatient? It's just super impatient. I don't know if it's like, but he, I mean. It's genetic, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. no, it probably is genetic. And um, I was going to say YouTube. The choices of the kids nowadays, they can watch whatever they want, whenever they want, at whatever speed they want. Whereas back then, TV2, TV3, Cartoon Network, oh, that was the only cartoon you watched. There was no like, oh, mom, can you uh, flick this through? Uh, give me Bluey or give me this episode at that specific. Mate, why don't you have kids? Oh, no, I have to. Uh, and even my, like, I'm sure my parents listening to this, they'd go, I think we only had like one or two cha- uh, channels. Yeah. So, and it cut off at whatever, 10 o'clock. So, the Kiwi um, comes good night, on. Kiwi. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's good. Mate, Thanks, that was great. Should we, uh, should we call it here? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet, cool. man. I really appreciate you coming on and looking forward to seeing the, the full cut of this. Thanks, me. It'll be good. Yeah, likewise. Hopefully, yeah, we can value it. Definitely. Cheers, Will. Thanks.